0: Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, hispanicnpr.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is graphic novel author Yanosh Misarosh. Today we will discuss Kings and Crosses. Janos also writes under the pen name of Sinonimo and he is owner of the Libub Group. He spent over 20 years in management consultancy in Hungary and across Europe. Kings and Crosses is his first fiction work. He created the story and the storyboard for the graphic novel. Janos, welcome.
1: Hello, welcome, everybody.
0: What are we talking about when we are referring to the graphic novel There's a distinction and I'm not well versed in this, so I'm going to ask for your help. There is a difference between a graphic novel and a comic. What is that main difference between a graphic novel and a comic?
1: In Europe, we normally consider a comic it's a Story or a, a comic book coming from the from the U.S. mainly uh, we mean like uh, Batman or or Spiderman these kind of DC or Marvel comics. Graphic novel it's a little bit more European and graphic novel has a history in the French speaking uh, areas mainly in France and in Belgium. Uh, maybe you are familiar with the Asterix uh, series. There were some films on it as well. France, as France, yes. They the Asterix. Uh, it's a uh, a guy with a strong uh, manner from uh, from a Gallic tribe. And 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 it's it's really a fun to read through. It's mainly for kids for for smaller kids but in, in the in the European region there are uh, there are examples for historical graphic novels. It means that some old history books or some famous uh, history books in the case of uh, of Hungary for example we have some battles in the past we are we are, very proud of, and uh, big names uh, of the Hungarian literature created uh, really strong and really well-known books here and uh, some people in the, in the 70s and 60s, 70s created, uh, created graphics novels of it just to bring it to the people are not really familiar with the letters too much letters you know just to show them pictures it's always easier and now as we realize that in the past years the pictures became more and more important again and as uh, for example my kids really prefers to see pictures and using Instagram and, and other, uh, other services using really the, the pictures itself, uh, they are a little bit away from the letters. they are away away from the text, from the books, but they want something uh, which, which uh, shows them nice pictures. And that's why we are a little bit focusing on a graphic novel with pictures in it, not on history book.
0: In this case, and I suppose we should have mentioned to the audience that you are in Hungary and that this is a Hungarian graphic novel. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it's a, it's a Hungarian graphic novel, but it's not about Hungarians at all. And I think we will go into details, but we call it rather a kind of Central European or European uh, historical graphic novels. We have Germans, Austrians, uh, uh, Hungarians, Eastern tribes in it, and of course we have Vikings and uh, and French as well. So as the Central Europe, era, we are talking about the 11th century and at that time uh, there were movement of pictures just like now, the movement of, of people just like now, from west to the south, from south to the east, from north to the south and all tribes and, uh, and all, all nations were, were just looking for place leave and places to conquer of course
0: let's go back to the beginning and explain a little bit so that we all understand what we're discussing so you are a business consultant and you wrote a graphic novel that takes place in the 11th century And it's originally written in Hungarian. Do I have it correct?
1: Yes, that's it. it.
0: And it is a historic graphic novel because, of course, it's taking place entirely in the 11th century. How was it that, as a businessman, you decided to do this? Was this something to do with your family heritage or your business? How did this come about?
1: Uh, to tell you the truth, it's, uh, it's a long story. I spent my last uh, 20 years writing fiction. We call it science fiction, because if you are doing business plans for Hungarian companies, it's more or less uh, in the area of science fiction. And I think uh, I prepared roughly two tons of papers in my past, unfortunately, most of them are uh, became useless. But let's say that five percent it still belongs to the top secret uh, category. So I, I I felt that I the I had some experience with writing, but a history or, or historical graphic novel. It's a little bit about research, Uh, because the sources of of history, and and mainly from the 11th century, they are very, very limited, and normally the storytellers changed the history as their rulers required it. So there were several changes uh, about the history itself and i think it's uh, it's uh, is the same situation now in hungary as well so we are changing the history day by day but that that's, that's not unique i think so i had a kind of research background i had a kind of uh, of feeling that i can write text so so i i i, I, I was thinking to try out the the book writing, but to take the truth, and that's that's the exact story, that my friend and the 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 illustrator or, or, or the graphic artist behind the projects Levy uh he was working for uh for um, for let me just think that for a theatre in Hungary as his lead designer. And once he started to create a graphic novel about Henry IV, the Shakespeare tragedy. And he realized that, uh, it, it's not, not good, uh, the text, it's not for a, for a graphic novel. And he told me that he, he wants to, to make a graphic novel, but he has no subject for that. And, I offered him that maybe we could work together on that. So we selected a time in the history, about the 13th century, but as I made the the necessary researches, I realized that all the problems of the 13th century history in the Central European region has its root in the 10th century events the main event was that at that time the hungarian king lost his only son and it meant that there were no uh, there was no heir to the throne for the next uh, 10 or 15 years and newer and newer kings came and and uh, the noblemen were not satisfied at all, and they wanted again and again a new king. So that's why it was a very interesting, uh, interesting part of, of of the past. And as Hungary was just uh, in the middle middle of Central Europe, all our neighbors has to. Or should I shall say, suffer what's happening in the Hungarian kingdom. And and, and that's the, the, the main story, so how we how we started it.
0: Why did you choose a graphic novel as a medium as opposed to a book or any other way of sharing a story? that you might have chosen what was it about the graphic novel that appealed to you
1: so i think the best idea uh, would be to have a film of it but it costs a lot of money <laughs> the second best option was the graphic novel as as we we realized that the the, the pictures uh, are really uh, becoming the most important uh, ways how to share information and I'm just referring back to to my kids who who really unfortunately uh, don't prefer text instead of pictures, and I see this trend everywhere uh, around the world so just to give them an uh, a subject which could be a little bit interesting for them. That's why we uh, we we thought or we decided to have a graphic novel. Plus, additionally, as Levy is uh, he's a ve- uh, one of the most uh, popular and well-known graphic artists in Hungary. So he's so good at pictures. That's why we we thought that that maybe the pictures with a good story could be sold and could be interesting for for not only for 10 persons, just for a larger audience.
0: The series itself is called... Kings and Crosses, Illuminated Chronicles. And that refers to the story from a big picture perspective, from the series perspective. And then there are volumes, correct? Yes,
1: yeah, correct. As uh, if we just, you know, want to talk a little bit about the business as well, not only about art that just publishing uh, one book, if you are not a well-known writer, if you are not a well-known uh, graphic book, let's say illustrator, the first book it's really a very, very big challenge. And may, maybe the second or the third one could be feasible from financial point of view. And we are talking about a little bit business as well, not only about art. Although it's very important for us to have something valuable, but end of the day, it's a a question of of money and a question of business. What we are really interested in and what we are aiming is to build up a brand in Hungary and try to sell this brand. Uh, overseas or, or other countries. And Kings and Crosses is considered to be a brand with several several steps further. We are preparing or we are planning the, the next two parts as we have the storyboard for that. Of course, we will publish a book as well with eighty percent text and just ten twenty percent of pictures, but it will be illustrated as well but but not as a kind of graphic novel and we would like to we would like really to build on the hopeful success of the graphic novel the success of further uh, further products as well and uh, because with Levy, we were always thinking whether it's possible or not to create a kind of brand uh, in Hungary and to to sell it out of Hungary. Because you have to know that Hungary it's a very small country. It's a very small market. We have altogether, let's say, 10 million people, roughly... 15 million people speaking Hungarian all around the world so it's it's a very very small market and uh, and Hungary is not being like like Switzerland or the very rich industrialized countries the the purchasing power of the population it's rather limited and for books or for graphic novels it's more limited and i think now i know all of the graphic novel fans in Hungary, personally, because I could talk to them. So, if we are talking about a business, to expand the the brand and enter it to to other markets, it's the key of the success. So, that's why we are talking about the first part, and hopefully we are talking about the series.
0: But as I understand, comics and graphic novels are generally produced in a serialized format. So there is a central character or characters, and there are issues that tell a story. Is that the case with Knights and Crosses?
1: Yes, that's it. That's it, perfectly. Although... Uh, we are talking a little bit about a uh, history, and uh, and let's say that 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 one century. It means a little bit that we start uh, with the perspective of the German uh, prince, and later on we will follow a little bit the life of the Hungarian prince, who was opposite of the, of, of the German prince, and some other characters. I think if uh, we uh, if you take the example of the Game of Thrones, which is really, really the, the, the top and the, and the most... Uh, uh, the, the highly valued or, or the most valuable brand in, in this area. They created the book first, after that of course the, 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 the HBO series brought them success, but at the same time they published the Game of Thrones in graphic novel format as well. And all the parts are just, uh, you know, uh, increasing the value of the brand. and. Uh, and entering more and more, wider and wider markets.
0: In the case of Knights and Crosses, how many volumes do you anticipate? So you have a story in mind, and you are thinking ahead of developing a brand in Hungary that may be exported to other countries, including potentially the United States, how many volumes have you and your illustrator, uh, Levy? Levy,
1: Levy, yes. yes,
0: How many volumes have you and Levy thought about?
1: Uh, I have uh, three volumes uh, written. It means that the storyboard and, let's say, something which is a little bit close to a book, I have... uh, so it's enough for for three volumes, but as we are talking about one by one, or piece by piece, 100 pages of of a graphic novel, which means 400 uh, separate drawings or pictures, it means that normally, a book like that takes a year just to be created. So we have the story ready for three books, but but normally uh, normally it takes a year just to to have the, the the drawings and everything ready for for the new for the new part.
0: So there is a first volume that's already been pr- in. Uh, that's already been published. That's in print, or is it only digital?
1: No, momentarily it's uh, printed, and uh, we have English and Hungarian versions uh, ready and, and printed, and we uh, we make a kind of uh, debut uh, or or the first launch of, of our book. In Austria, two weeks ago, there was a, a Vienna Comic-Con festival. You know, just like the big Comic-Con festivals all around the world and in the States, uh, just uh, showing the, the, the fantasy lovers and the comics lovers uh, uh, all, the, all the new things and, and all the novelties. So we, we had the possibility to be there. And we, we showed the audience, uh, the let's say that the Central European audience, our our book in English, and we are very very proud because uh, it's in English, and uh, and Vienna we can sell and we can show the public an English language version, and and they really they really loved it.
0: Who is the target audience for?
1: The series Janos. That's uh, so. Th- that was, I think, the the most difficult question when we we started the whole the whole story of, of of writing and and preparing. First of all, we would like to to target the the standard audience of the of the comics comic books. It means that, as we realized, because we we had our, our market surveys and, and and other information, that, for example, in Hungary, there are, let's say, that uh, one or two thousand people who loves comic books or graphic novels. They are 99% men, as we realized, from different ages. We have the the fans of Star Wars and uh, uh, and Tolkien Lord of the Rings fans from one side, and the older or the other people or, or, or let's say that middle aged um, yes middle people uh, who really like the historical parts of of, of stories. So that was our our, our main uh, main audience or, or the target market for the first first time. But uh, I think it's not really enough. Because first of all, it's a small market and and you can, if you're just offering them the same uh, as what they have, you know, several in Hungary as well, that, that, that can be enough. That, that, that's really not enough. So that's why we made some, some exotic, uh, tricks. We add some spice to it. First of all, we have some Hungarian celebrities in the book. It means that, for example, the, the, uh, one of the knights who is fighting on behalf of, of a, of a, a prince is one of the Hungarian world championship uh, in fencing, we have a guy, an old guy in the book, an old tribesman from a passionate tribe, uh, who is uh, a famous Hungarian old rocker, rock band uh, player. So for for the Hungarians, these are you know well known faces. Of course, we have the authorization of them just to use their faces and it's a little bit fun to realize that oh that's that guy is you know and and people are just you know talking about it the other uh, the other spice in it is that we have some some emblematic pictures in the uh, in the in the book itself so we took Orlevi, sorry because <laughs> if you are talking about drawing, it's, it's, it's Levy. So, Levy took some pictures, for example, the Black Hope Dawn of Ridley Scott, maybe you know the film about Somalia and about the US special troops.
0: I've heard of it, of course.
1: Okay, so we took a very, very famous picture of that film and redraw it. And I hope that, that the readers will realize it. We have of course some some drawings similar to, to the famous films like The Tale of a Night with the Late Heath Ledger. And we have in some places famous quotes. In the Hungarian version we have quotes from mainly from, from Hungarian uh, Hungarian not history, but, but from Hungarian uh, celebrities or, or, or Hungarian uh, sources, but in the English version, we have quotes hidden in the book, uh, for example, from Mr. Donald Trump, from Mr. President Bush, but we have Tupac Shakur as well. And I hope that the American readers will realize and will find it. Uh, on our website, we will make some hints how, how where to find. And if I can just add one thing, we really would like to reach the the young smartphone users as well. And that's why we uh, we prepared a free application, smartphone application. Unfortunately, momentarily just on Android, but we are planning it on iOS as well. And it uses augmented reality. So if you show the, uh, the book and there are some signs in the book, so they show some these signs to your uh, smartphone or to your tablet, uh, the software realizes the picture itself and it shows you additional contents, for example, additional text. Some of them are about history. Some of them are just uh, uh, some 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 funny anecdotes or additional information. But in some cases, you could see German ritters fighting ritter. It's the diversion uh, for for knight for, for a German knight or a mounted archer. And we have a very very special. A uh, special part as well. There was a battle between the the Hungarians and the Germans at Vienna. And at that time, in the middle of the 11th century, there was just one, just only one uh, temple existing. It's called Ruprecht's Kirche. It's a terrible German word, sorry for that. It's St. Robert's uh, Church. And we have a 3D animation of this of this uh, church, and you can you can see it. You know, it's not uh, the same as in the Assassin's Creed, but I think if you are interested a little bit of history, then you can just take a look, and uh, and it gives you a feeling and gives you a better understanding of the story itself.
0: So, in terms of the volume, just so that I understand, you have already published the first volume, which is available in print and which was launched recently in an Austrian comic event. That's it. So, is it available for purchase in Hungary already
1: Yes it's uh, available in Hungary uh, through our our web shop and it's in the uh, in the bookstores now and on or, and in almost all the online uh, bookstores as well But at the same time we have started an Indiegogo campaign as well a couple of weeks, weeks ago just to a little bit show our product to the international market. Normally, the the crowdfunding and Indiegogo is for pre-financing of books uh, or any kind of uh, of products. We realized a couple of months ago that thirty forty percent. Of the products on, for example, Kickstarter, are books, comics, book comics, and uh, and albums, photography albums, and things like that. So so uh, mainly paper. Of course, the the technical gadgets are the the top uh, the top sellers there, but there is a very very uh, significant part of Kickstarters offering are these kind of text-type products and uh, as entering any international market it's it's very very difficult and uh, from Hungary it's it's, uh, almost impossible. We decided to use Indiegogo as a kind of marketing tool and a kind of market survey tool as well just to see how the uh, the mainly american market uh, will will react to our product
0: at the moment are the sales of the initial volume from a printed edition or from a print on demand edition
1: we have uh, we have both so we have uh, the printed version it's it's ready we have uh, a kind of uh, ebook format as well we we call it epub that's the the way of the publication uh, available as well and uh, if you are familiar with indiegogo you know that there are some additional perks uh, it means that we are offering uh, uh, special printed books, dedicated books, posters, and wallpapers, electric wallpapers as well.
0: Oftentimes, what we see with indie authors in the United States are two main options, if you will. You could buy a digital copy of a title and a print copy of a title. And I'm not sure when we talk about graphic novels and comic books, where that falls. But generally speaking, when we talk about books, the two options are to purchase a digital book that you can load onto your digital reader or to purchase a print edition. Yes, yes, yes.
1: I, I was, I was uh, referring to that as well. So we have the printed version available, to be transported to anywhere in the world, and of course the digital version as well.
0: There are two ways to do a print edition, two main ways that I'm familiar with. One in which you start out by printing a set number of copies. Say, for example, you could print 200 or 500 uh, copies of a book Again, I don't know how this is similar or different with graphic novels. Alternatively, you can have a title that is available for a print edition, but that has not actually been printed until the customer places the order. And that's called print on demand. So it Mm -hmm. is printed once someone orders a copy.
1: Yes, 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 yes. You are, you are right. So the normal case or or the standard procedure is that uh, creators are collecting money for a kind of future uh, printing, and if they succeed to create uh, to bring enough money, then they will print it out and send it over. Our story is a little bit different we are we are not taking a risk of not fulfilling the demand so we have our books printed and that's why we promise to anyone or to everyone a printed version if he makes if he makes the contribution so we are we are collect normally people are collecting money for financing the printing itself we have it printed. We are collecting money more for marketing purposes so that's that's the difference of the of of our approach and the standard approach it, uh, Yes, we know some examples that uh, in several cases and unfortunately that that was the case uh, creators promised. That this book or that book or that comic uh, comic novel will will be published in next month in two months time, if uh, they have enough money. We uh, we changed it a little bit, and we told everyone that it is ready. Or just to be very precise, that we started the Indiegogo campaign. And I think on the fourth day, we had the uh, the, the paper versions, the hardcover versions uh, on our table, so it was ready at that time. You know, uh, in the in an Indiegogo campaign, uh, there's always a, a question, and you have to make a statement on it. That what are the risk of your failure, and you have to write something there and normally are are saying or writing that, that may, maybe they won't be any money in, enough for the printing so uh, we were not uh, following this rule we told and we promised that everyone will get it as it is almost ready so And, and in, in really one week after we launched the Indiegogo campaign, we have the, the printed versions ready.
0: How many copies of the initial volume did you print in Hungarian and in English?
1: Uh, 3,000 copies of Hungarian and 1,000 copies of, of the English version. And in, in pre-order... In Hungary, we have sold. Let me just uh, let me just think it over. I'm checking the numbers. Uh, we sold uh, th- more than 300 pieces. The Hungarian bookshops ordered 500 pieces. We have sold uh, 200 pieces of the English version in Vienna in one and a half day. And and it was almost all what we had at that time, what we had at that time with us. So we are somewhere around 1,000. We have sold, let's just add that we have sold uh, 100, I think, 110 or 120 altogether on Indiegogo up to now. So that's... uh, that's, uh, where we are now, but it's uh, if you just uh, you know just add up the numbers, it's uh, it's it's not a big number.
0: Is that the usual number for a graphic novel launch? Is that high? Is that low? I. What, what yeah, do you just, think?
1: Just, yes, we know we know it. Unfortunately, we know it. From a graphic novel in Hungary, if you are selling three or five hundred pieces, it is a success. From, let's say, that artistic point of view, from financial point of view, it's a loss. In a book in Hungary, if it's sold in uh, 3,000 copies, that's the, the, the success level.
0: What but time frame are we looking at? January? We are uh,
1: normally in a year. In a year, we are normally talking about in a year.
0: When did you launch the Hungarian edition? Uh,
1: we officially will launch it uh, next week on Hungarian Comics Festival, but it's uh, it's in the books in the bookstores uh, now. I think they just started the, the 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 selling itself two days ago. But before that, you know, through our our pre-ordering system, we sold uh, some of the copies. But now, I think uh, and I think on on Tuesday. Yes, yesterday. Yet yesterday, it was in the in the Hungarian book bookshops. So it's brand new.
0: How have you marketed the series and the initial volumes?
1: It's uh, yes. We are talking again uh, about money and about the the feasibility question or or the viability of of publishing a book. That we started to br- uh, to build up the brand itself one year ago. In this summer, without having any 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 book with us, we presented the the pictures some of the best pictures of the book on a cultural week uh, there, there is a, a famous in Hungarian terms famous cultural week uh, in the countryside just showing uh, the new cultural products and new 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 theater shows and and new books, and we were presenting there our our pictures and our future product, and we a little bit checked our market, how they react and and who will be the the exact buyers, who is our our target audience. We started an online campaign because that was easier. Let's say uh, two months ago, to to almost almost now three months ago, just to building up the website, building up the Facebook, uh, uh, and and all the other uh, other means, the the online means. We are starting a little bit the offline uh, offline marketing. Mm, just just uh, in these weeks. Uh, Two weeks or yes, almost two weeks ago, we have some uh, some interviews on the Hungarian TVs uh, with uh, with Levy, and uh, we have some uh, some uh, appearances in in uh, in Hungarian papers, and of course in Vienna, in in the, in the Comic Con, we have some some publicity as well, but. Uh, as we just arrived, uh, you know, to the to the end of the year, and the end of the year is very important from the sales point of view because at Christmas, to, close to Christmas, you can sell a lot, and after that, uh, it's a lot more difficult to sell volumes. So we are now focusing on uh, on the on, on on really the marketing, the domestic marketing. And unfortunately, we haven't got enough capacity and enough, uh, yes, I, I think enough, enough assistance, enough capacity and enough money just to be very, very, very straightforward for financing the international marketing. So it will be the next year's project just to just to really focusing on international marketing. And it's very, very difficult. First of all, in Europe, all the countries are speaking a different language. And uh, I consider a success that we could sell English text or an English book on the German market. But the real volumes on the German markets are, you know, in German language. And as as all European countries has different language, if you want to to approach them, we have to do it country by country, and uh, it's a it's a question of translation. And I think it's important to talk about the the the, the problems, the challenges uh, in just to have readable text. For example, in English, because we we tried it first because in hungary it's the the, the first uh, first option or the first second language and i think all over the world uh, the 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 most uh, important language momentarily of course after mandarin the chinese so it's is the english language and, and our main main target and our main area or, or potential target is, is the us market english speaking markets and we can handle a little bit more the English version. Unfortunately, I'm not speaking German. So we engaged an Englishman who is living here in Hungary just to prepare a real, real good translation. And I hope that, that, that you will, you will evaluate it the same way as myself. Uh, he has a Hungarian born wife, so they together, I think, Made a good uh, translation, and as he's British English, I hope and I feel that it it adds a little spice uh, to the to the whole text, being a little bit more more the language of of, of Shakespeare than the the American. Uh, nowadays language, but our, our main aim was, in Hungarian and in English as well, just to have a text which can be read by anybody, without knowing of, 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 of the old, old English, for example. So, personally, myself, I'm not able to read Shakespeare in, in original because so many you know difficult words there and and uh, and that's why of course it's a historic novel it's about events in the history but but we are a little bit using the the nowadays language
0: are you online you talked about online sales are you in social media where can our listeners find you if they want to know more about the graphic novel the series
1: uh, of course we have the uh, the the website as well called uh, kingsandcrosses.com we have it in Hungarian as well but it's very difficult to write down and we have uh, Kings and Crosses on, on Facebook as well we have an, an Instagram uh, Instagram uh, page uh, with the nicest uh, or nicest and, and most interesting pictures as well we have a youtube channel uh, we have some some videos there about how a graphic novel uh, preparing process looks like and some uh, some some trailers for the uh, for the book itself
0: what is the price of an individual volume?
1: The individual, uh, it's all, again, a very, very, very difficult question. It's uh, around 15 US dollar. But uh, we are talking about transportation and shipping costs. And uh, that's really a barrier for momentary for the, the sales because we had a very, very good price from uh, a transportation company from shipping company it's 18 US dollars and if you are paying more for the shipping than for the products itself I think it's always uh, gives you a bad feeling and it's always a barrier of the sales so we get back to uh, to 15 US dollars just to make some loss on the on the shipping but I think in Indiegogo it could work because the Indiegogo uh, supporters they just got accustomed uh, to these kind of shipping costs because several projects on Indiegogo now from uh, from uh, all around Europe and from from Canada and from from Australia and, and really. Really, really significant part of the products are from from Europe, but it's uh, uh, it, it's really a pain, you know that that we cannot keep the shipping costs down. It means from business point of point of view that if we want to sell really in the in the American market, we have to have the printing there.
0: If you did a print on demand through a, a, a vendor in the United States, wouldn't that cut back on the costs
1: yes that's that's uh, I think that's that is the 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 option that's the most uh, viable option uh, for for that now we are really checking the, the American market with the Indiegogo campaign. And as we see that, uh, of course, the Hungarians are supporting us. Uh, the Hungarian-speaking population all around the vo- world, they are supporting us. Plus, we have supporters from the States, but it's it's still not enough. So we have to... Really, really, really put put some pressure and some efforts on on the the marketing in the in the United States. So that's why we have uh, our, our our colleague Desiree uh, with us. She's helping us in uh, in in really in the marketing and in the PR uh, in the United States. But we are in the very very beginning phase.
0: Tell us a little bit about the story. So, it's in the Middle Ages, in the early Middle Ages. It's in Central Europe, including what is modern-day Hungary. Who are the protagonists, and what is the story about? Of course, it's a war story, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, The
0: story is about really
1: uh, a clash between uh, different people with different religions, with different languages. It's a kind of tale of knights uh, where the German noblemen, the German knights of different kinds, Saxons, Bavarian, austrians were fighting with the mixed army of the Hungarians. And the army of Hungarians contains Italians, Vikings, and some exotic tribesmen as well. The story starts when the, uh, the Holy Roman Emperor, meaning the, the Emperor of the, of the German nation, of German tribes, uh, invaded Hungary, the Hungarian Kingdom. And the German troops entered the Hungarian border. But uh, that was not a so simple situation, because the Hungarians were really, really terrible neighbors. In the past century, they made several raids forays on the surrounding countries. And after some lost battles, they promised to change. They took the Christian religion, uh, became uh, a little bit more civilized and settled, but became more powerful as well. So the German emperor at that time, Conrad II, Decided to make a preemptive strike on the Hungarians. So in this story, we have no good guys and bad guys. We have different kind of people fighting for their for their truth, or sometimes for their uh, for their homeland. And I think the story is a little bit about understanding the opinion of the of the other side. Uh, someone who is uh, belonging to the other side of the fence. You know that how to how to handle that that problem.
0: What do the words in the name of the series Kings and Crosses refer to? Uh,
1: first of all, it refers to a little bit the fight between the. Christianity and paganism. Uh, you have to know that the Hungarians came uh, to, to Europe in the 8th century and being pagans, while all the other surrounding countries were Christian. And uh, in the 11th century, the Hungarian kings became uh, Christian and they forced their population and their people to change for for Christianity, but a change like that it always uh, means trouble. It always means uh, opposition. So crosses me refers to to that kind of transition in in the religion, and of course the the kings. Of, of the western uh, western countries and and western duchies, uh, they were all Christian, while all the other kings from from the east they were all, all all almost all pagans, and changing one by one to be to the Christian religion. Kings mean that uh, that at that time the history was mainly made by by kings, but we have to be aware of the situation that almost all the families, all the royal families, were relatives at that time. For example, the Hungarian king had a German wife who was the daughter of a German emperor. The... Austrian margraf, margraf means the lord who is, uh, who is guarding the border, so the Austrian margraf's wife was an Italian lady, and the, the Italian lady's brother served under the Hungarian king, and they were fighting against each other, so, in, in a battle, normally, royal families were fighting against each other. It's a little bit similar, like the, the First World War, if, uh, if we take the example that, that mainly the royal families fighting against each other were almost all relatives as well. So, history hasn't, hasn't changed too much.
0: Do you think that because of the situation with so many immigrants in Europe at the moment, this is a topic that's going to resonate particularly well in Europe and by extension in the United States because there's some anxiety and some concern for a loss of culture, especially in Europe, do you think that that's the topic of the series is going to appeal to people because of that right now
1: yes I think uh, it's 100% about uh, fancies and about immigrants and about uh, you know becoming uh, valuable persons of a population because for the Germans at that time For the Holy Roman Empire, the Hungarians were the eastern border, the Hungarians came from east, and the Hungarians' eastern border were attacked year by year regularly by other eastern tribes coming from the east, when other invaders uh, were forcing them to come this way. So, it's uh, the history of that time, it's about people moving from one one place to another, being immigrants, and uh, we realize that, for example, stranger or alien or or an immigrant, it's it's just uh, not a question of geography, it's a question of time. The Hungarians in the 11th century were staying here for hundred years. But in the 8th century, they were immigrants, conquering their land and coming here. And for all of their relatives, or no, sorry, for all of their neighbors, they were just, you know, the very, very nasty neighbors, and they were not settled, they were not civilized. It took them, let's say, two centuries to become a part of a kind of European civilized population. They have to integrate several tribes, for example, Pashonex, who came with them, and they, they have to force them to settle down, they have to force them to, to be Christian and follow the rules. And uh, it was a very very difficult process for for everyone, and there were a lot of killings, and a lot of beheadings, and a lot of blood all around until it arrived. And unfortunately, as uh, there was no no construction industry at that time to to build up fences, the only way was just to to use. Swords and, and and other mm, other uh, arms just to stop the the invaders. But sometimes the invaders became uh, local people. So I think it's it's really it's really very very similar to the nowadays situation in in Europe when they are people. Coming from from East, people coming from from everywhere, and the the European uh, population, European people, are forced to solve the problem, and I think it's the same a little bit uh, in the United States as well. So I think immigration it's it's really an ongoing process, and we had it. Always, and we will have it always. And sometimes, for example, myself, who is a Hungarian, I could be an immigrant next like, you anywhere in the world. So it's uh, uh, it's always a question which side of the fence you are uh, you are now, and it could it could change easily.
0: For our listeners who are interested in learning more about Kings and Crosses, whether it's to purchase a copy or perhaps to invest in your project uh, or any other aspect of it, what is the best way for them to go about reaching you, uh, especially if they're interested from a business perspective, from any kind of an incentive or the Indiegogo campaign? What would be the best way to reach out?
1: I think the best way to, to reach us is uh, through our, our website, uh, the www.kingsandcrosses.com. Of course, on Indiegogo, there is always a way just to communicate with the creators. So we are open for, for any kind of communication and, and any kind of, uh, of requests and interests.
0: What tips and suggestions would you share with our listeners in terms of someone who might be in your shoes when you started, meaning that they're interested in writing a graphic novel or becoming involved perhaps as a supporter of a project? How would they go about starting?
1: I think the, the main, the most important uh, uh, experience of ours, and I'm talking now about uh, the crowdfunding, it's uh, just to plan all of your costs related to the process. Because starting an, uh, a campaign, it's, it's just an easy job. You can do it in a day, if you have nice pictures, and if you have nice videos, that's, uh, that's, that's enough for a good start. But for keeping up, or, or keeping the, maintaining the interest of, 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 of the market or your potential supporters, you have to uh, really feed them with information, you have to, to reach them. And uh, on the third, that you have to make a very, very good plan for the logistics. Because let's assume that you are successful. You could find in a situation uh, yourself when you have 200 supporters, backers, you have to send them one by one the product, what you promised. And of course there are always different products, different type of perks and a lot of questions about deliveries. And I think that, that uh, of course creating the products, it's not an easy job, but to sell it and do the, the logistics, that's always uh, a real, very, very important part because you, can, you could lost all of your buyers, or, or many of your buyers, but being an artist, for example, you're not prepared for that. So I, I think if I can really just give one piece of advice to anyone who is going for, for crowdfunding, is just try to sell anything which is online which could be sold via internet, wire, or anything. If you are doing it with a physical product, you will have very, very long and uh, sad days just to get over all the problems.
0: I have a few images that I've seen From the first volume, I don't actually have a copy, but I do have some of the images of the illustrations from the first volume, and they are bright and colorful and detailed, surprisingly so. What can you tell us about that? I know it's uh, Levy who's working on that, but what can you tell us about the illustration? It looks like it's a big part of the project, right?
1: Yes, that's it. So normally, uh, in a graphic novel, uh, you will find a little bit uh, simple uh, simple drawings and simple pictures because it's not as important for the story's point of view. We have a different approach. We uh, really want to sell uh, a book with nice pictures. And that's why Levy prepared these uh, these uh, 400 pictures. Maybe uh, it's a little bit uh, too much. Or, or some of the uh, some of our our experts of, of of the graphic novels are saying that that uh, it could be a little bit too much pictures in it. But I think that was our our aim, and that is our aim, just to show really uh, nice and detailed uh, pictures. And as we we spent a lot of time on research, how uh, let's say uh, an armor uh, could uh, could look like. Uh, in the, the 10th, 11th century, and we have special shields, for example, from that century. The, not only the armor, but the coat of arms are really detailed, and there are a lot of work behind, because it was not very easy to find how uh, a coat of arm uh, could look like in the 10th century or, or 11th century so we really would like to give uh, a kind of nice product to our, our reader and let just let me just add one thing that we have two different colors for, uh, for the books one the English version you will see it's the work of uh, Tamás Gáspár. Tamás Gáspár is a Hungarian artist, but he's well-known in, in the United States because he worked for Disney as a colorist in creating the Percy Jackson series. So he has a kind of name, and we asked him to create a really good and, 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 and striking uh, cover. The Hungarian cover... It's a little bit different, Uh, it was prepared by, by Levy, it has a historical Hungarian flag on it, and it has white and red stripes, just very, very similar to the American flag, and that's why we keep it for the Hungarian market, just to avoid any kind of misunderstanding in the States that it has something to do with the U.S. history.
0: Thank you, Janos, for joining us from Budapest, Hungary. And to our audience, thank you for listening to graphic novel author Janos Mesaros, who discussed Kings and Crosses. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at hispanicmpr.com. That's editor at hispanicmpr.com.